What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? No, I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Yes. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and stopping at an all-American burger on the way home. Yeah. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did kids i'm your host mike schulte and joining me as always two dudes who look nothing alike sean pryor and aj vents how the heck are you i'm great because i don't look anything like sean pryor i'm great because so. i look like aj i don't know is that what you're setting me up I, for? i'm setting you up the reason i say that these guys look nothing alike is because we have two very special guests in studio who look exactly alike twin brothers james and anthony from raiders of the lost podcast how you fellas doing we're doing great how are you guys doing doing fantastic great. thanks yeah. for the invite how does it feel to be the first and only guest ever on our podcast i feel very special <laughs> very special and honored honestly you should okay well, thank you no. for letting us use your awesome space no thank you for yeah, flying to iowa amazing. to be in our studio yeah. <laughs> we flew to iowa and we transported our entire Your set, entire yeah. set. Yeah. it took a while but it's worth it yeah. dedication man a hundred thousand dollars later but you know <laughs> yeah, it's whatever Tell, tell everybody, uh, I mean, personally, I believe that you probably should have heard of Raiders of the Lost Podcast by now. Thanks. Um, if you haven't listened to it, you should. But give give our audience a little bit of a heads up on kind of what it's all about. So we're Raiders of the Lost Podcast, also a film and TV podcast. You can find us on every single platform and on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We just talk about movies and TV and something we've been st- – we started in June 2020 during COVID and now it's just become our living. And we've been very grateful for support from people around the world. And it's just a great – way to make a living and we're very honored to be on the show and just to have a fan base in general so it's so exciting yeah we love celebrating film talking about it in depth everything from classic films to modern contemporary movies we like to talk about it all and it's a great job and we love connecting with people who love cinema 
What's oh, yeah. really cool about these guys, um, I mean, is they do the same job we do. They they dive deep. They talk about classic films, but you also talk about a lot of modern stuff and, and yeah. TV series and stuff. So you're a little more all encompassing than than we are. So if you're like sick of us talking about '80s movies and you're like, <laughs> I just wish somebody would talk about this film I just saw. More than likely, you guys have talked about it. So but yeah, vice that, versa. Yeah. Because I'll see you guys posting clips about movies like we our brothers would watch in the 80s and yeah. early 90s. and like, oh, that's great that they do content like that because no one else does. Your brothers <laughs> listen to us, but not you. <laughs> they would like your show a lot. They would. They're patrons. But yeah, yeah, we try to stay relevant as well as doing films that we've grown up loving. But we do like recent movies like we just did. We just did Barbarian. And so we'll yes. do like movies oh, that come yeah. out like that recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys recently just did uh, uh, who's your favorite like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm there for. I'm so into that. too. Yeah. You that know? was a fun episode. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, let's dive into this, boys. On this episode, we discuss one of the quintessential teen dramedy movies of all time, a movie that features three Oscar-winning actors and an Oscar-winning director, just not for this particular film, a movie <laughs> that Universal Studios paid money to make and then hoped it would flop and disappear forever. We are, of course, talking about 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, dude. So, in order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, let's start with you. Tell us the first time you saw this movie and what your nostalgic rating is. It took a long time for me to uh, to like finally watch this movie. I did not see it for a long time, but and I, but everybody always talked about Spicoli, <laughs> dude, Spicoli. <laughs> and then there's a lot of checkered vans walking around, and I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. But uh, so I finally ended up seeing it, and then I recognized Judge Reinhold. I was like, oh, he was he was in Beverly Hills Cop, and like, he was in like, the Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Santa Claus. Oh, he's just not wearing his sweaters. Um, but yeah, so then. Uh, I guess when I finally ended up seeing it, I thought it was very funny, but I, I also thought it was like, it was like kind of out there. Like there was some weird stuff that happens in this movie, you know? So I would say like kind of initially, I'm just like, oh, uh, my, my rating is probably just like a nice, easy 6.1. First time you saw it, 6.1. Sean, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I had to be maybe high school, I guess. Uh, and I grew up loving The Breakfast Club uh, a lot. And when I got older um, from seeing The Breakfast Club at like eight eight years old or something, I was like, you know, I'm older now. Um, I like The Breakfast Club, but they, they never have sex. And so Fast Times... <laughs> fast times is teen the, sex, man. Yes, fast Times is the one where they have sex all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, I'll check this one out. Um, so I did. And uh, yeah, I liked it. And, and it's fun. And Sean Penn's great in it. Um, Spicoli, uh, the 420 culture. That's cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I'll have to give it... I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to straight up six. I am the oldest one in this room. I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> oh, my God. I have never seen... I, I don't know why. They, this happens really? a lot. Yeah, I, ne- I had... Ne- until now, I had never seen this movie. Wow. And I was born in 1982. So I think there's an issue here where I obviously couldn't see this movie until I was sure. 14, 15, 16 years old. But by that point, it is like the late 90s. And I'm watching American Pie. And I'm watching like... Th- that's now my coming-of-age teen dramedy movie. So I just never... I thought it was like a Porky's. You know, like, I'm like, why would I watch Fast Times? It's just like stoners and fucking who cares? So I, N.A. for me, I had never seen this movie. All right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? 
Fair enough. When did you watch it? Recently, like the uh, last like, week? Uh, last week. Uh -huh. So I am literally a fresh take on this movie oh, when wow. we get to it, yeah. So no nostalgia rating. No, like, no none it, for me? A mature rating, an adulthood rating. <laughs> I watched this a lot. We watched it a lot when we were like teenagers in high school, and I found it very relatable. And I, unfortunately, I related like a lot to Mark being terrified of girls. <laughs> I know, we all did. I felt like I was also a Blendis Piccoli being a pothead, so I felt like I was them <laughs> together. And so I actually related to this a lot, although it's, it, it kind of informed me incorrectly about how to approach like relationships and stuff, obviously, oh, like yeah. Matamon, like being a terrible guy. <laughs> this is the but, but, but I think that this movie's really special, and there's only one other movie that I think even compares to it in the same ballpark as Days Confused, that, like their own kind of animals yeah. in, in film. Yeah. There's nothing like those two. I think Days is better. I just enjoy that more. But I think this is really great. And as a nostalgia rating, I give it like an 8.5. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I remember really liking it in high school. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and yeah we saw it a, a few times when we were younger. But then I remember we watched this movie in high school, like when you're a senior. And it's like the teachers are like, whatever, it's your last week. What do you guys want to do? Let's watch. <laughs> you watch fast, it in class? Watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High in class and Whoa. Days and Confused no. in Whoa. the same week. What teacher? It was 2008, man. It was, <laughs> yeah, but we went to Catholic school. Yeah, so did I. It was the Wild West, baby. It was the Wild West. <laughs> Catholic school Amazing. is as wild as they say. <laughs> but for me, nostalgia sense, I, I give it a seven because I still relate to it so much from my youth, watching it when I was young and then watching with our brothers for sure, but also watching it in high school. And the, it makes you feel like you're still in high school and it brings back all those memories of being awkward and trying to approach people and trying to approach a girl you like and not being able to talk to them. So relatable as hell and still memorable and nostalgic for me at a seven. Hell yeah. Well, our, right. we have an executive producer, Bud Larson, on this episode. He also has never seen this. He said, just by looking at the movie poster, I see Spigoli sitting back in a high school seat desk. It looks like he plays a stoner who just tries to get through the school week with his little hassle from faculty so he and his buds can get high on the weekend. I see Judge Reinhold, one of the detectives from Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Are we going to do that movie? With a pirate hat on. I guess he plays Captain Hook character at a theater or play. No idea what the other three people are. If it's anything like any other high school movie, it's a, it's going to be about drugs, sex, and hanging out with friends. So we'll see what he thought about it as well when Nailed we get it. to the end. So we are going to dissect this scene by scene. But before we get into it with the modern eye, we got to talk about the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got, man? about this? Produced by Irving Azoff and Art Linson. Written by Cameron Crowe, based off of his novel. Uh, cinematography by... By Matthew Linetti, uh, also did Strange Days uh, by uh, by um, Catherine Bigelow, I believe, and uh, The Butterfly Effect. Kind of oh, weird. interesting. Edited by Eric Jenkins, casting by Don Phillips, who also cast Days Confused, uh, directed by Amy Heckerling. Cast, Sean Pryor, Jennifer J... <laughs> the great Sean Pryor. <laughs> From using milk, right? Oscar, Oscar winner. <laughs> so, guys, thanks. Sean you Penn. had one job, Sean. I, I, legit, I legit saw Penn and I said Sean Pryor. Sean! I have a See, brother named Chris as well. So is this, that is my daughter? this is Spicoli's dream right now. You know what? I never realized this. Are you guys named after the Penn brothers? Yep. Jennifer Jason Great. Lee. Oh, like Chris Penn's your brother? Yeah. Your, name's, your brother's name is Chris? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Robert R Romanus, uh, Brian Backer, uh, Phoebe Cates, Ray Walston, Scott Thompson, Kelly Maroney, Eric Stoltz, James Russo, Anthony Edwards, Forrest Whitaker, and Nick Cage. Everybody. <laughs> The film was based on Cameron Crowe's book, which was somewhat inspired by real life. Crowe went to Claremont High School in San Diego undercover to gather stories for his novel, What a Creep. 
Can you can you imagine someone doing that right That's now? That's gonna be illegal. Isn't that there, the, there's yeah. no way? Isn't that the basis for never been never kissed? been kissed? Yeah. 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 And I remember not another team movie. It's like the old ladies. Like cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like eighty. Yeah. <laughs> Red dudes. Light me a spliff, homie. Never, never, so never been kissed has not aged well. No, no. Dude, I, and not at all. Did did he pretend like he was a high school student? Yes. Like undercover. And he was like 27, 28. Yeah. Oh my God. How, if, imagine I see a high school kid right now and I'm like, you look like a baby. There's no way that someone 10 years older could pretend like they were you. It's yeah. crazy. I think this movie did a good job with casting because oftentimes the movies, the actors look way too old because now as an adult, you look at high schoolers, they look like kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, some of the actors in this movie, they look like they, they look like high schoolers. Yes. I feel like Jennifer Jason Lee definitely looks like she's in high school. And I guess there was only maybe two teenagers actually on the cast. Yeah. Uh-huh. The rest were in their 20s. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Cage was Nick like Cage. <laughs> not legal enough to even be in the movie, pretty much. Um, David Lynch was offered the directing job before first-timer Amy Heckerling. Lynch Lynch turned down the chance, saying it was not really his thing. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw a razor head. After a razor head, we were like, you're the guy. You got to do this high school movie, you're man. You're the guy. <laughs> After a lot of delays on the film, Amy Heckerling was brought on by Crow himself. After reading a lot of scripts, Crows stood out to her the most, but she feared that the content would be a target for a lot of studio cuts. Going back to the original book, Crow and Heckerling rewrote the script together and determined which parts were strongest for a feature. For the role of Spicoli, Sean Penn came into Heckerling's office to read. She recalled that she was very intimidated by his mere presence and just by looking up at her, he just like took a glance at her and it really intimidated her and she's like, you're, you're Spicoli. Um, Tom Hanks, Matthew Broderick, Ali Sheedy, Jodie Foster, Diane Lane, Ralph Macchio, Macchio, <laughs> uh, Christopher Reeve, Melanie, uh, Melanie Griffith, Tatum O'Neill were all considered for or auditioned for roles in the film. Wow. Fred Gwynn was sought after uh, by Heckerling uh, for the role of Mr. Hand, but he thought the movie was filled with too much nasty stuff. <laughs> True. The film shot for 35 days in L.A., La, La Crescenta, and Santa Monica, California on a budget of $5 million. Upon release, the studio thought the, that the movie was going to flop and only re- released it in a limited amount of theaters in Aug- on August 13, 1982. But with people coming out in droves, they expanded it to a lot of more. So they, they were like, this is going to suck. Oh, yes. people like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the then, movie, yeah, sure. The movie would eventually earn $50 million at the box office, spawn a short-lived television series, become a cult classic, and be selected in 2005 to be preserved in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's Amazing. a lot of money for back then. That's oh, successful. Yeah. 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 82? Jeez. You guys, before we continue on with this episode, we got to talk about our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. We've been in L.A. now for three days, three full days of hard drinking in L.A., and you know us, we're reaching for the whiskey, and we're like, you got Cedar Ridge, and they're like, no, but we got this really cool whiskey, and you know what? Every single one I tried, it just didn't do it for me. Like I, I felt like maybe we were a little brainwashed being in Iowa and having our backyard be Swisher, Iowa, where they make Cedar Ridge whiskey. But nope, we get out there, and after having pretty much only drank Cedar Ridge whiskey, all their, their bourbons, their rise, their collaborations with Slipknot, their quintessential single malts, all those Cedar Ridge we've been drinking for about two years now, we get out there and just nothing compares. All the, the standards, the makers, mods, the the Woodfords and you know yo you're gonna love Bullet oh it's like no that's this is my personal preference 
And I think you guys now are learning the same thing, that Cedar Ridge is pretty much primed to continue their takeover of America as the greatest distillery. So please check them out. If you can find them at your local store, that is amazing. Go grab some, pick up a bottle. If you cannot, you can go to cedarridgewhiskey.com, order some online, and have them come straight to your house. You got to go check them out on social medias. You got to tell them Confused Breakfast sent you. But remember, they are directly supporting this podcast, so you you guys going out and not only uh, buying whiskey, uh, but telling other people about it is a way to directly support them for their assistance here in the podcast and keeping it alive. So remember, Cedar Ridge Whiskey, drink responsibly. Go check them out, cedarridgewhiskey.com. Well, before we dive scene by scene, we're going to have AJ do some uh, research for us. You talk about critical ratings, fan reviews. What do you got on this one? You know it. You love it. You want more of it. The tomato meter. Oh my god! I did the wrong one. <laughs> it's, it's not my same studio setup. Okay, you're uncomfortable. I feel weird. All right, fine. I'll, I'll let you have that one He's back. He's on a wooden chair. <laughs> it's a wooden chair. It's wobbly. It's IKEA. Pretty sure it's only made for dolls. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. He's got short legs. I'm uh, doing fine. Uh, 78% on the tomato meter, certified okay. fresh. So, of at all 78%. 78% of that way all you the, know it's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know it's good. We'll see if they have the same theory of us on right. IMDb. But 78, that's high. That is just below Wayne's World, just above cool runnings of any movie we've done. Wow. Okay. How's that fit in there for critical reviews? Fair so. enough. Um, 80% is what the audience has said, uh, agreeing for the most part there. Uh, 7.1 on IMDb. That's tied with Spaceballs, Tommy Boy, and The Mummy. Come on, man. Why <laughs> okay. is The Mummy so low? That's what I was saying. Uh, 7.1. If you're, if you're in the sevens, here's what we've, d- we've discovered. If you're, in this, if you're a seven, it's the, like absolutely mediocre, apparently, in the world. That's just what it is. But if you drop to a 6.9, garbage. Yeah, bad, bad, movie. Bad, movie. bad movie. I don't trust any movie on this seven. No, no. No, no, absolutely not. It's so. like my Yelp needs to be 4.2 minimum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not 500 reviews. I'm not going to get a burger there. No. 4.1. <laughs> I'm not savage. Well, how, okay, well, it, it, is a, it is a 4.0 straight up, but they have a lot of reviews. So maybe that compensates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, well, uh, new, uh, new Times, LA, ha, LA, gave it 100 out of 100. Luke Thompson said, perfectly capturing the zeitgeist of American high school life in the 80s, complete with a Rubik's Cube reference, the funny and occasionally harsh fast times, with all due apologies to John Hughes and Mickey Rooney, maybe the greatest teen movie ever made, even though Kate's was the only real teen. Oh. You know, we got to have Rajiv come Rajiv, on back Rajiv in because we're in L.A. Uh, I took a little excerpt from what Roger he said. Ebert. Roger Ebert. Sorry, oh, okay. guys. Rajiv. Yeah, Rajiv. Uh, I don't know that critic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, at one point or another, uh, I am not against vulgarity as, sub- as, as a subject. He gave this one star, by the way. This wow. is a one star ah. from Roger, D- Roger Ebert. Roger. I am not against vulgarity as subject as a subject for a movie comedy. Sometimes I treasure it when it's used with inspiration, as in the producers or National Lampoon's Animal House. But vulgarity is a very tricky thing to handle in a comedy. Uh, tone is everything. And, makers, and the makers of Fast Times at Ridgemont High have an absolute gift for taking potentially funny situations and turning them into general embarrassment. Whoa. They're tone deaf. 
is what he said. Ouch, Rob. Okay. Brutal. Big old stain. a joint for one. Lights no. He needs to roll a joint while he rolls over in his grave. Uh, so we, we like to find some. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Is that too far? We like, we like to besmirch the great name. Like, fuck, man. I'm not involved. My, my fault. <laughs> we, have to, we have to end this. <laughs> we just lost him as a listener. <laughs> they just unsubscribed. We just lost him as a Patreon member, so uh, his entire estate. Uh, uh, this is a one out of ten stars. This is the dumbest 80s movie I have seen so far, said Real Smooth uh, right. in 2020. September 28th of 2020. Dialogues are head-shaking dumb. Characters are flat. No plot exist- existent. Waste of time. And believe believe or not, I like 80s teeny flicks. <laughs> what, how, how 80s? It's, it's the number. It's the number 80. But then he adds the I E S. Yes. 80s. That's how he thinks you say 80s. I give his I give his grammar of one out of ten. <laughs> but I figure there's got to be just people who like love love this movie, yeah. right? So I, I found a couple 10 out of 10s to just kind of wrap this up. This will be a, this is a fun one. Uh, this is just Memories by Johnny Boy Grant. And he said, remember when teens didn't have phones or video game controllers glued to their hands? <laughs> I do. I would give anything for life to go back to the way it was <laughs> in the 80s. And the last one, this is a 10 out of 10. It's a little bit strange. Best movie of all time, said Trim Blair. I am an old, retired guy who loves movies. <laughs> is, this like is, this a pro, is this a dating profile? <laughs> this, is a, this is a single seeking singles. Match.com. Uh, <laughs> Farmers only. Uh, I've seen tens of thousands of movies. <laughs> so trust me. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> this is the one he picked, number one? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> He goes on to say, surprisingly, this movie and probably this soundtrack are my number one pick of all time. (laughs) Wow. Sean Penn's best role, funny and cool, most quoted, best pool scene. (laughs) Just perfect. (laughs) Thanks, old retired guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tens of thousands of movies ever. (laughs) Tens of thousands. <laughs> Best pool scene. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking how about. Many pool, how many pool scenes do you think this guy's seen? <laughs> Out of the tens of thousands of movies, there are. So many. Oh, my God. So there you go. Is That's that all you got, got, man? Oh, my God. Holy crap. Well, listen, before we dissect this movie scene by scene, we all know you have at least one friend who loves this movie just as much as you do. Hit the little share icon on your podcast app and directly message this episode to them. Sharing is one of the best ways you can support this podcast. Also, don't forget to go to our brand new website, confusedbreakfast.com. You can grab some t-shirts. You can check out all of our movie ratings, links to everything. And finally, if you're caught up on all our episodes and looking for more, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch us. For a totally different experience, or you can support us on Patreon to get access to more than 70 hours of bonus audio, vote on upcoming episodes, private Discord channel, all of this at patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Well, boys, what do you say we start our senior year off right? We're all single, successful guys, and this is going to be the best year of our lives. We have our car, our job, and we just need our freedom along with a trip to the point. All we need are some tasty waves and a cool buzz, and we'll be fine. Here we go! They got the beat, they got the beat, they got the 
All right, so scene one. Stacy Hamilton and her friend Linda Barrett work in the Ridgemont Mall at Perry's Pizza Parlor. Mark Rat Ratner works in the mall as assistant to the assistant manager at the movie theater. His friend Mike Damone hangs out at the mall scalping rock concert tickets. Stacy's brother Brad is a low-grade supervisor at All-American Burger and is spending his final year in high school basking in the joy of his car and trying to break up with his longtime relationship girlfriend Lisa. Surfer type Jeff Spigoli gets off to a bad start in Mr. Hand's history class. Stacy loses her virginity to a much older home stereo salesman, Ron Johnson. The first thing I thought about in this movie and the magic of this movie was that the mall. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was that was Stranger Things season three, like Starcourt to me. Yeah. That for them to recreate what a mall was. And this was not a recreation because this is what the malls were. But you guys are all pretty young. I mean, did you ever spend time in yeah, malls? Yeah, that's where you mall. hang out. It's, it's obviously mostly yeah. capitalist stuff, like buying stuff. But it used to be like a social environment where you went with your friends. Yeah, we would like our one of our parents would drop like five of us off at the mall, and we'd be there for three hours, just like running amok. Yeah, and, yeah. Like <laughs> playing like Relivio, which is like hide and seek, and just throwing like, pennies from yeah. the top. Yeah, floor yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Sometimes spitting out people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Dude, well, but yeah, that's where it, we spent all of our socialized time, like outside of school in the evenings. I think yeah. this is why people get really nostalgic about the 80s is those type of moments. It's like you could show this to a 10 year old kid and they'd be like I don't get it. Like why are they in the where, where is this place? Where's and, Fortnite? Where's, <laughs> where's, where's the video games? Yeah. And and I think I think that's what's so cool about nostalgia and like Stranger Things season 3 Starcord and this is like it drew me in right away. I was like oh there's like a warm blanket just falling yeah. upon the beginning of this movie. Mm. One of my favorite lines I think I, I think it's um, Rat yeah. He's like, all the action is on the other side of the mall. On the other side of the mall. But then, like, he's a ticket taker, too. And I'm like, I obviously loving movies. I'm like, I, I would want that job for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you rat? Free movies all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are we all not rat? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all at one point okay, in our yeah. lives were rat. We can just go ahead and there, say and that. There is, there's, like, a social hierarchy with, like, jobs you have at the yeah. mall. Like, Linda tells her that, yes. like, oh, you have you work in the best shop in the mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think she says the best pizza place in the mall, which means there was multiple pizza yeah. places. <laughs> you are way above them. It's awesome because they probably have this, like, their own bartering system yeah. as well. So, like, you, you get free pizza and I'll get you free movie tickets. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. You gotta understand, Rat. You're the you're the assistant to the assistant manager of the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to moan. Thanks. It's great to moan. Thank you. And like that's that's the thing is he's wearing that jacket and he's and and what I the other thing I recognize a lot about this is when you worked at a place you had an outfit. You had a real True. outfit, man. Um the girls at the pizza place, the the jacket and and bow tie for uh, for the movie theater, the rat, yep. And then, of course, later on, we see you know we'll see like all the stuff that Judge Reinhold goes through. <laughs> oh my God. It's just oh man, he gets put through the ringer in this movie. Yeah, I'm a single, successful guy, <laughs> and I need my freedom. Is there is there a world where you view Judge Reinhold in your head as not only a young kid but a heartthrob? Like, no, I, I just don't buy it. Nah. I I feel he's perpetually. 30 plus years old. Yeah. Yeah. In my brain. Yeah. And and it just, they're playing him off as like a heart, like, oh, hey, Brad, Brad. And he's like, <laughs> he, he kind of starts off that way. Well, yeah. he's in got high school, clout. He, in high school, kids aren't jacked, even if they're jocks. They're, yeah. they're not like Jason. <laughs> Anthony yeah. is a jack guy. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I, I, I know. I mean, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> but being cool is like it. a thing in, college, in, yeah. in high school. If socially, if you're cool, it doesn't really matter what you look like. Right. True. Yeah, that's I mean, true. You can still be a heartthrob, like the coolest kid in the school and be the ugliest motherfucker there. <laughs> yeah. But he's, like, he's, he's cool. He's the funnest yeah. to be around. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's got his car. He's He's been dating, going with this girl for like two years, you know? And, you know, he is. He's, He's like he's got the job, even though 
he is. He's like a fry cook, right? Which you're, you're, you don't think of like as a sexy thing. But in high school, you have a job. Yeah. At least where, I, where we're from. It's like, hey, you're making money. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like you and, and he's got this clout. It's like, Arnold, do you want to come and work at All American Burger? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll talk to him on Friday. It's like, you know, he, he's getting his buds jobs and stuff like that. He, he is. He's got that car. He's washing up and stuff. I like him a lot. He seems like the, he's friends with all of the friend groups yeah. in, in the school. You know, like the guy that comes up to him and says, oh, hey, man. I, and I, I love Judge Reinhold Yeah, pretty much anything he does. But he's got the one speed of talking. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Oh, hey, it's true. man. How you doing? Hey, man. How are Weenie whistle. Oh, we- awesome. Oh, weenie whistle. <laughs> Charlie Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> <laughs> he's never, he's never like, yeah, I've never seen him freak out. In no. <laughs> I mean, I guess in this movie a little bit, but he only, like you think you'd go past 10. He's yeah. always like steady eight. <laughs> he has a great redeeming moment at the end of the film. He too, does. Yeah. And I was yeah. going to say, do you guys feel like bad for him? Like throughout like this movie? I mean, yes and no. Everyone goes through breakups and stuff like that, but yeah. to be like broken up like while you're at work, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but also, he was planning to break up with her. He yeah. is quite arrogant, yeah. even though yeah. he's very likable. He's very yeah. arrogant, but then I think he has a redemptive arc where he, when he figures out that Stacy went to get an abortion, he's like, yeah. shows great brotherly love in that yeah. moment. Oh, then you yeah. want, It's like a more humanistic side from both those characters. Absolutely. And then that great ending with Spicoli in the convenience store. You were yeah. that good, old, uh, good American burger. <laughs> 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 Well, let's talk about Spicoli now, then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's amazing how uh, the poster, it's all Sean Penn. Yeah. I mean, Sean Pryor. Sean Pryor, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this movie, there's two movies in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. You know, there's the, yes. the normal one, which it's it's good. It's pretty okay. We got pretty decent characters. We have Stacy, Linda, Mark, Damone, and Brad. You know, but without Spicoli, this movie isn't as good as it is. And he has his own entire movie. Like, him and Mr. Hand is, like, the other part of the movie, too. Yes. Without yeah. Spicoli, this movie does not work. Their arc is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Their, their back and forth is incredible. And I think you're, that's really cool what you're saying, that, that there's two movies going on. I think his acting level is on a different level than everybody else's. And he's – I think that Amy Heckerling knows that. And she's just kind of letting him do whatever he's going to do. And I think he like every time it cuts to him, it's just like a different level. I, he seems like he's playing a character rather than anybody else. He's immersed, he's kind of playing yeah, yeah, themselves. Yeah. You know, two-time Oscar winner. You know, the guy's an right. absolute chameleon in this movie. And if you like, if you watch this not knowing who he was, you'd be like, "That's a surfer, bro." <laughs> yeah. But he's actually a very articulate, smart guy in real life, and completely different. And he's a, such a talented guy. Do you guys think that in South Park they got the idea for Mr. Hand from Mr. Garrison from this teacher? Oh, oh man, I never thought about that. It's got to be because oh, Mr. Hand's like more yeah. like he uses it to like criticize Shit. the kids. I think oh, that they got God. that idea from this movie. Oh, Jesus that might have been that. Yeah, Mr. Hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was just in. He was in Rad. We always tried to go back to some of the movie. Have you guys ever seen Rad, the BMX movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we did yeah. a full episode oh, of that. God. He was the he was like the rich town guy kind of that oh. got his coffee knocked over from the newspaper boy and gotcha. eventually like donates money to Rat. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was sounds like he was pretty typecast for a long time in his career mm-hmm. and that this helped him break out of it a little bit. I guess. Good He's him. great in this movie. Yeah. Him and Spicoli, their back and forth is phenomenal. It's yeah. amazing. He, he gave me like PTSD from all the teachers I hated. Like, yeah. he's so yeah. good. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But Spicoli's a terrible student. <laughs> he is. But, but is, is he? It, how is it so endearing, though? You know, how is it so endearing that he is that normally I feel like you would have a character like this and you'd make him. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great, like, human being, but he's, like, you'd make him, like, a, a, a dick bag. Like, you'd make him a jerk. The teacher? To, uh, no, Spicoli. Yeah. Not only would you make him kind of lazy and a bad student, but you'd make it, you, you'd kind of make it so 
the audience doesn't like him. Well, you know, he's so yeah. likable. What he, I think he represents like what audiences, how we oh, we all want to act towards our teachers. Yeah. And he just has yeah. the freedom to do whatever he wants in the class. And he's not like a jerk about it. He's just yeah. like living his life. Yeah. And I think that like, he, he represents like our fantasy of how we would like to talk to a teacher. Yeah. It's like we did Point Break when you guys came on our show. He's like Bodie, except a stoner. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just chilling. But like the looks he gives Mr. Hand, like when he's handing out the pizza, like the look on his face is just like pure sadness. Yes. It's great. But he's, sick. Just, he's so innocent. He's just so they said he's like been high since the third grade. Yeah. He's just floating around he's through been school. High since the he, third grade. He's uh Sean, you've kind of mentioned something like this before where he's like he has God mode in this movie. Yeah. He he can float between whatever he wants and he can do kind of whatever he wants, like you guys are saying, and there's no repercussions to it. And there's not even major impact on the rest of the cast and everything that's going on but he just shows up and has these moments with Judge Reinhold that are hilarious. Yeah, the only yeah. thing the only thing he does that has any bearing on the plot is when he uh, crashes Jefferson's car and yeah. yeah. uses it to, as My old a, man's a TV repairman. Yeah. He's got a righteous set of tools. I, I can, can fix it. <laughs> I, I love when he first gets with that. He's like, how do you know you're in the right spot? This is history, man. I can see, I see the globe right there. Yeah, yeah, the globe I love right that. There. History, U.S. history, bro. Just be glad I fast reflexes <laughs> hey bud what's your what's your problem <laughs> he goes doesn't hey, he also bud. in the middle of the conversation he goes i know that dude <laughs> <laughs> i know that dude <laughs> did you recognize so so his two buddies this took me yeah. the third yeah. i watched it three times in the last week and on the third uh watch i was like wasn't didn't somebody say anthony edwards is in this and then i see him Anthony Edwards is one of the, th the two buddies that gets out of the van. Oh, no way. And you don't know that he's got long hair. Yeah. But really? it is Anthony Edwards just in the flesh. You're like, holy. It's same thing with Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, you don't know you see him until you see him, and you're like, oh, my God, he's in this movie. Apparently, yeah. uh, also, that same scene where they're compiling out of the van as well, <laughs> they were actually smoking weed. Were they really? Yeah. Yeah. 70s, bro. And oh, Eric Stoltz is Eric the other Stoltz guy. The, other the guy, guy on the yeah. phone talking to him in the yes. bathroom. That's Eric yes. Stoltz. But I guess with Anthony, fiction. with Anthony, he always has like short curly hair you recognize him from. So the sure. long hair threw you up. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, go back and watch it. Like uh -huh. when they first get out of that van, the, uh -huh. the not Eric Stoltz guy is like, that's Anthony. I'll Edwards. check it out. Yeah. I'm especially assuming his they, first role. Especially when they come into Judge Reinhold's uh, and they take off their All shirts. Oh, the shop, yeah. <laughs> Tarps off, dude. Them. No yeah. shirts, no shoes, no dice. No dice. <laughs> <laughs> we, do a, we do a segment on here. Um, I'm just going to hit the button. Hit it. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. No. Uh, most punchable face of this movie. I'm going oh. to bring it up. Okay. It is, it's Ron. It's the 26-year-old TV oh, stare, yeah. car stereo man that <sighs> literally just from the moment he walks into that pizza place, like uh, like a Coke and <laughs> your number, like he just, so he, gross. he is the grossest character of this movie. Can we movie. still be friends? Can we still be friends? Shut he up. He know like if you're a 26-year-old person, you know when there's a 14-year-old or a 19-year-old, like you know. Absolutely. And, and this, I know it's the parlance of the times, but like that's just... And then he's like, let's go to the point. And apparently yeah. the point is a, just a dugout yeah. in a baseball field. It's just a sex spot. It's gross, yeah. man. All of it. He's my most punchable face in the movie. I'm with you. I think that's, I well, think that's fair. I think he's the most punchable person. But just strictly talking. To <laughs> oh wait, says, we're going deeper. Just here. Says, the face is Mark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. It's like Rob Riggle and yeah. Step Brothers talking oh about. I, you see, I, I don't know what it is about your face, but I just want to punch it. I, just, I, just I have punch. that. I have that feeling towards Mark, but like Ron is obviously a horrible person. Yeah. He deserves to get punched. Mark right. doesn't. He's an innocent kid, but when I look his at face. him, his like face. just just talking faces only, not personality or actions or behavior. 
Mark. I would. I gotta go, Mark. I gotta oh, go, yeah. Mark. I gotta, I gotta get one in. I concur. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> what about are, what about Spicoli though? If you're just talking about faces like that, oh. that because you guys live in L.A., they, yeah. you know people like this, right? Yeah, like pretty these, much. Is that a really stereotypical stoner, or not is that really, that's like, a whole nah, community of its not, own? Not okay. anymore. Yeah. Like Lords of Dogtown is probably the end of that era, like <laughs> right. the early 2000s. But like the stoners, everyone's oh. a stoner nowadays. They're yeah. just vaping their pens. Dispensaries everywhere, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're all stoned right now, and you don't even know it. Guys like that, they're more like the more, like, more likely to live in OC in Orange County in Laguna like those beach areas yeah. okay. not yeah. really in LA LA okay yeah. gotcha yeah because I, I bet there is a group of people out there that would yeah. punch Spicoli oh, just yeah. based on like I hate that I hate that <laughs> California surfer bra thing you know? <laughs> I don't know about you guys and uh, and obviously I'm not a woman as you can see but um, like 15 15. 15 like I was still collecting Pokemon cards at oh, 15 yeah. I wasn't like sex was like way out of my brain yeah yeah uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? It's do you think movies make that a bigger deal than they really were in real life? The losing the virginity thing, the like, because well, I, yeah. I agree with you. It seems like every era has these movies, like the American Pie is society. Deal. But but among my friends, it was just like we didn't really talk about it. And I like, felt very pressured to lose my virginity when you? I was in high school. Really? 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 Yeah, I, yeah, I did too. I thought I think, about it a lot. I think it's because we had older brothers. It was kind of like a competition okay. sort of thing. Really? And I just felt like I couldn't compare compete in like the. Uh, male community if I didn't have sex with a girl and didn't lose my virginity I felt like I was like less than uh, in the social hierarchy wow. and kind of like I didn't want anyone to know I was a virgin I was very embarrassed about it when so you guys some, are from Boston right yeah, do you yeah. think maybe that's more of a coastal big city I think thing? so maybe, it's a very maybe. competitive area yeah. and it was a clicky high school we yeah, went to too it was clicky it was too, yeah. Yeah. but it was I was always Catholic like I didn't school. want anyone to talk to me about sex because I had no idea about it and had no that experience and, but I definitely felt pressured to try to lose my virginity and also I think movies definitely influenced that watching yeah. American Pie movies like oh, this. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not going to be able to fit in with anyone if I'm still a virgin. Hopefully, you know? hopefully it happens for you someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for you, man. Well, we, Mike's had sex at least once. I, at least oh, one that. time, guys. Can you give me some tips? <laughs> really uh, can, so, can you give me some tips? Yeah, we think. <laughs> I wanna, no, let's get on Murray and do a DNA test. No. <laughs> you, you look at my child's face, you're like, holy shit, that's a girl that looks like him. She came out with a beard. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm definitely coming to you for some tips, bro. Yeah, I'll let yeah. you know, man. <laughs> so something that our friends here in 1982 didn't have to worry about is internet security. Ever since I had my identity stolen five years ago, I've been so scared of doing the wrong thing online, having it happen again. Everything I do is online. All of the most important information that I have is stored on my computer. Knowing how important internet privacy is, I still never know what to do and who to trust. I was always covering my laptop camera with tape, double-checking the ratings of websites I was on, but that was it, essentially just crossing my fingers. Luckily, NordVPN is a new sponsor of the podcast and has the tools that all of us need. In case you're a dummy like me, VPN stands for Virtual Privacy. Private network. NordVPN provides a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It creates an encrypted tunnel for your data and protects your online identity by hiding your IP address and masking your virtual location. 
While we were in LA, I mean, I was connected to public connection for like 72 straight hours, hotels, airports, public Wi-Fi restaurants. I didn't feel creeped out like I normally do. I felt completely protected in every single way. I had no fear of a third party person spying on me or taking my info while I was using random websites and all the who knows what apps I've downloaded on my phone. This is for everyone because ultimately we all use the internet and we don't think twice about how easily criminals can access our most important data. You have to give NordVPN a try. I'm so glad I did. And you will be too. Go to NordVPN.com slash breakfast to receive a huge discount on a two-year plan and four free months. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a shot. It's easy to set up. I know you'll be hooked like me once you try it and feel the NordVPN warm, comfortable blanket just all around you saying it's going to be okay. Go to NordVPN.com slash breakfast for all the perks everyone deserves a secure and unrestricted internet by encrypting your traffic and hiding ip addresses nordvpn makes that a reality <laughs> oh my god mark ratner is in love with stacy and asks her out on a date afterwards stacy comes on to him but he chickens out and leaves back at school spicoli continues to annoy mr hand meanwhile brad loses his job at all american burger at a pep rally before the football game with lincoln high brad meets up with his girlfriend lisa despite changing his mind about breaking up with her she breaks up with him to stick on the sex talk, though, there are memorable moments moments in my life where I knew that I wanted to do something with this girl, and then the minute that she that I didn't have to try anymore, and she was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I gotta go." Well, I've yeah. done it too. Yeah. I, I gotta go. Absolute panic. I am scared. Yeah. Out of my mind. I, I, I watched this movie the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. I've, I've yep. been in that situation. <laughs> Same here, dude. Is, I just, is like, that... chickened out, like, panicked, and I made some lame excuse and just bounced. Is that why you want to punch Mark? Because you want to punch yourself? <laughs> I see. I see. is me. It's very deep. Oh, I man. hate myself. <laughs> Jesus. But I think, because uh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially being young, young men, and, like, you're yeah. afraid of, like, messing up. You're afraid of being embarrassed and, like, just ruining it and i think we put so much pressure on our first time yeah it causes a lot of fear and panic and i've I've been there where i just like i can't do this it's true because like when you're when you're learning about this stuff right and then i go back to like when uh when the two girls are talking about sex and stuff it's like well how long does so-and-so last or how long you know how long was it? Or they how talk much about comes that. Out. Yeah, how much comes out? Like a quart? About a quart. Or you're talking about like, are you what? And then, but these like, oh, it's almost like setting expectations for like somebody who watches this when you're a kid, like American Pie, mm-hmm. and you you have to kind of sit there and think to yourself, uh, like, oh, sex is supposed to last like 45 minutes to an hour. Is Whoa. this what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. That that that's the expectation that these movies kind of set, right. and uh, and then and obviously that's not the true nature of it all. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's it's insane. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Yeah. It was a good time. Hey, Hopefully, you'll find time. out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about Damone's uh, five rules? Yes. Because so here they are. Lay okay. Number one: never let on how much you like them. That is. That is true. That's true. That oh. still holds true. Oh, that yeah. is That'd a really high. good role, especially now with modern dating. Yeah, yeah, especially with modern dating. He, he's mastered that. Yeah. Are you are you a single man I, in the world? I'm single and mingling. Okay, yeah, mingling. so you're right. you're fresh in this world. I want to know. I want to know if these rules hold true. So number one holds uh, true. Number one holds true. Uh, number two, always call the shots. Well, I would say you want to show initiative and definitely show that you 
like girls like confidence. I, confidence, and I, I'm not generalizing, but from my experience, girls enjoy a guy who likes to make the plan, likes to, you know, I'm gonna do this for our date and come up with it. Rather than I know guys, girls who have told me that, like guys would be like, "What do you feel like doing?" or "Where would you like to go?" It's like it's nice to be have a plan going into it and being the guy like handling that. I think they appreciate. It's that. like asking your girl, well, "Do you want to go to eat?" Yeah, and, I, don't and I don't know. What do you uh, want? What do you want? What? What do you want? <laughs> What do you want? Uh, <laughs> All right, number three, know. act like wherever you are, that's the place isn't to be. Isn't this great? Isn't, isn't this great? <laughs> I think that's a really cool rule, Like, because I like how he sells it. I'm like, what do you mean wherever you are is the place to be? Isn't this great? Like, <laughs> like you're right, dude. Like, just this is we're hey, we're having a fun time right now, aren't we? Yeah. I think that one's BS. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think because if you if you if you can enjoy someone's company, it doesn't really matter where you are. Ah, uh, it's not about the place. It's yeah, about it's the about company. The per, it's about the vibe, bro. The, the person, the personal yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yes. You make the place. Your your presence. You make the place. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to do a first day at Burger King, but like, <laughs> well, shit. well, hey, now you just said. Anyway, <laughs> you always and leave the, leave the crown shit. on. Oh, so, so you're saying so you're saying if you went to Burger King, and acted like this was the place to be, yes, it yeah. would work. <laughs> yes, it would you work. go to Burger King. They got a playpen. You leave that. the crown. <laughs> you <Ball> leave it. <laughs> yes, and you leave the crown on during sex. You make her feel like a king. Yes, <laughs> royalty. <laughs> you're in bed with royalty, darling. Oh my god. That number four is always order for her. Have you ever done? That? I think that's pretty old fashioned. I I think that's old fashioned. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think I've done it a couple of times if I've heard their drinks, but like, I don't, I think yeah. it's definitely a no go nowadays. I've, yeah, I've only ordered for a significant other if they are my significant yeah, other. Yeah, And it's just like, hey, what do you want? I'll, yeah. I'll order. So like, yeah. I think not every time, but if I know. If you're in a partnership, order, yeah, then it's that's totally it's it's different. Normal. A first or second date, no, I think that's just too much. Tell me what you'd like and I'll order it for you. Yeah, yeah that's or, kind of a yeah. weird move. I think, and also if you're getting the same drink, that's that's totally okay. fine to okay. do. Okay. Sure. We're going to get two of these. And make it two. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, la- last one, when making out, always put on Led Zeppelin for the first side. <laughs> I think that's has great, great merit. <laughs> but here's what's ma- Time out. Le- Cashmere is not on Led, Le- Led Zeppelin 4. Oh, American yeah, Graffiti? Or- so the first side of Led, Led Zeppelin 4 is Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Stairway to Heaven, but then they cut immediately to him listening to Cashmere, which is on Physical Graffiti. Physical Graffiti. Oh. Maybe it's the only song they could afford. Is, is it? That's yeah, what it was. I mean, it could be, yeah. That's what it was. They, did, they couldn't have the rights to... Uh, the, the other one, yeah. Um, so then, so but it. then change the script, then, right? Or did they? I don't was think anyone would have noticed. <laughs> I no noticed. Internet back yeah. then. There was no internet back then. People were like, "Hold on, let me pull out the yeah. vinyl." Yeah. And if you didn't have it, how are you gonna? You're gonna have to buy a record to yeah. double check. You at least knew it was Led Zeppelin. And then the who, studio and like, then, I'm <laughs> complaining today. You can't like leave a comment on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, who, who are you gonna tell? When you, when you figure it out, who are you gonna tell? Like three friends? I'm yeah, phoning up Jimmy Page. Yeah. This is bullshit. You yeah. can't Does t- he know? <laughs> yeah. I gotta go down to Sam Goody. And it is a it is a great cut though. I like that. I like that setup because he's doing all like the. Is it five rules? Yeah, five rules. Yeah. Five rules. Not, rule number five. Rule number five, and then it cuts right then and there. Yeah. And just silence. It's, so awkward. it's a really so cool funny. car. Yeah. Ladies, feel free at any time to chime in too to tell the five dudes that are sitting here yes. if these rules hold up. So. so, what do you guys prefer? Do you do you prefer Damone's five rules or Dennis's Dennis method in Always Sunny? Oh, oh, wait, wait! I don't, I don't watch a ton of Sunny. What's his? What is that? Oh, I don't think we should get into it. Okay, well, it's, it's foolproof. Yeah, it's full. <laughs> just do that one. Foolproof. It's unbelievable. You guys check yeah. if there's an episode of Sunny to watch. It's that. Oh, it's Sunny. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. done it's, deal. It's that one. Love it. Unbelievable. I kind of want to go to that restaurant. 
that yeah, they yeah. go to. Like those big old humongous red chairs. <laughs> yeah. Have. It makes them look like kids. It, it does. It does. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's very overpoweringly tall standing over mm. there and they're like, We'll have a Coke. He you shrinks. Know? Mark's, <laughs> Mark's down here like this, you know, and and it's it's I think it's very smart the way that they set that up. Obviously, it's yeah. like, yes, we want we want big chairs, a large table and we want them ordering Cokes, you know, and feeling like kids. Yeah. You know? And thank God Damone was home to answer his phone. And thank God. <laughs> yeah. What happens? Yeah. What yeah. happens if he's not there? Dude, that would be terrible. I like their relationship. Uh, uh Rat and what's her name? Stacy. Um, Stacy. Uh, I like their relationship. It's very, very organic. It's like obviously the the most true one there is. I guess they have like the most in common rather than just wanting to have sex and get in there. But um, when they do get to their to her house and start looking through like the photographs and everything, they do have that connection, and I really like that. But I also like really feel for him too. Like he forgot like his wallet. He forgot like you know he didn't have his own car. Maybe he forgot a condom. Maybe he like yeah. he, maybe he did plan it. Maybe he just forgot a condom yeah. or something. Uh-huh. You know. See, you never know. Well, I think he was just. You could see he, the actor did a good job. He looks extremely nervous. Like he and you can see he's like panicking and, and you can see it going into his head like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing I'm gonna ruin it and then he just bails I think out of fear yeah yeah, good, yeah. they have the most authentic connection for sure that's yes. a good point yeah that's why they Stacy's obviously been corrupted by the guy and like Ugh. thinking like oh in order to have a relationship you have to have sex like right, right away, away yeah. and yeah. that's yeah. why Mark's so uncomfortable but then then they just throw out the window and just get to know each other at the end right. St- Stacy had a, a man basically be like, I'm in control, we're having sex. Mm. So she now thinks that's all that happens. So yeah. she's like, okay, I'm in control, we're having sex. Like she thinks that that's what needs to happen to Mark, to Rat. Oh. And I, dude, I've been there. Like not uh-huh. only have I left before, like when I gotta go, but then you get outside and you go, that was a stupid move, I should go back. And yeah. he turns around and the light turns off. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> dang it. No, man, that hurts so bad. But it's actually really well written because she thinks she's upset because she thinks he doesn't like her. Yeah, right. But because she thought it was normal to approach the date that way because she was just so misinformed by. Because also Linda, she's so experienced, she makes sex sound so casual. Yes, and so like easy, normal. Then that combined with the date with Ron has skewed her view of dating. Yeah, but, but is Linda experienced, or is she all talk? See, I think I feel like. She's all talk. I'm with you. I don't know if there's a vote going to be involved in this, but if I if I had to say, she seems like she's all talk, and mostly because of the court talk. But you know, she's like Mina Suvari in American Beauty, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that kind of I a character. Oh yeah. no, it's super easy. Yeah, of course they last like forty five minutes, fifty minutes all the time. Yeah, yeah, a court. I don't know. They should have had a scene near the end to reveal that if that was the case. Yeah. That would have been a great yeah. little character development for her. Yeah, yeah, because and she also says she's engaged, mm. and she's like right. a that senior was in totally high school. Weird. She has a fiance yeah. in Chicago or something like that. Yeah, and, th- and they never came back to that ever. So that feels like the kid that goes away to summer camps. Like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she she lives uh, in Boston. Yeah, I, totally. I think I might have lied She's to Canada about having a girlfriend. <laughs> I think I might have done that like at camp or something. Like thirteen years old. This episode's turning into like a psychological. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start crying soon. We're getting That's into really it. interesting. <laughs> Can you expand on that? You, would you like to lay down? Actually, yeah. put your tell, head back. Tell I me would, more. I would. Watch tell this me more. Watch. <laughs> If, if, you, if you haven't seen it on the video, we have all slowly turned our chairs just yeah. to face Anthony. <laughs> I just feel like I'm in a safe space right now. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hell yeah, man. We have a candle burning for you. Right. <laughs> Sweater weather. So how about Brad's scene at the restaurant where he gets uh, he gets let go from the job? 
you know, it's, it's such a breakdown for him because this is like his whole life is dependent on making money. And that's like his social status yes. is from having money. Now it's like yeah. all gone. So it's it's tragic. Like you said, he goes to the ring in this entire yeah. movie. Yeah. And we worked in the service industry for a while. I, I waited tables for eight years. And so that's something I've, I've always wanted to talk to a guest like that, like asshole always. guests. Oh, but yeah. You just can't. You can't push that button. Yeah. And so and when I watch that scene, I'm like, I wish I could always say that. But then he gets fired immediately. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I never talked. To yeah. That. <laughs> yep. That's why I never did it. I, I hope the mentality is changing a little bit about the customer not always being right. Because I've been in the service industry a long time, mm. too. And, like, they are never right. Yeah, like, that guy was completely wrong. wrong. Yeah. And, like, why not stand up for your employee? This one guy's been coming here for 10 years. He's going to come back. Yeah. yeah Even well, if we you turn do, him away. We do have some forms to fill out. At, like, his boss should have mm. been like, yeah, we should we should get these forms out. And that's the kind of way we have to handle it. Not like, yeah, we'll give his money back right away. Okay, punchable face. The customer. Yeah. Customer. Customer. Very, very I'm changing. Face. I'm sorry, guys. I'm to complain. Oh, my breakfast wasn't the best breakfast. <laughs> oh, get man. out. Come on. Well, it, says, it says a, a breakfast 100% guarantee. It's like, yeah, that's we're guaranteeing that's breakfast. Yeah, yes. that is breakfast. <laughs> that is breakfast. <laughs> and and unfortunately, so you, you ate most of it. So it's like, yeah. Oh my God! You well, just—you always want to deal with the it's customer. It's twelve oh one, so technically it's brunch, and you didn't guarantee that. So oh yeah, See? that's why I'm giving it back. Did brunch <laughs> exist in the eighties? <laughs> no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, when did brunch? Who created brunch? <laughs> Definitely LA started that shit. <laughs> how, Avocado how much, toast. Have you guys had brunch yet? Uh, yeah. In LA, yeah. I guess oh, yeah. if, if a late breakfast counts as brunch, then yeah, yeah. We you know, you're gonna have like champagne and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Technically, that. technically the Hobbits one. probably started it. Second breakfast, <laughs> yeah, is second brunch. breakfast. <laughs> right. What about Elevensies? Taters, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Boil them, mass them, stick them in the stew. <laughs> and in case you didn't notice it, uh, I'm talking to our, our audience, of course. That is, that's probably the best scene you can see Nicolas Cage in, that yep. scene where he's the one back on the line uh, flipping burgers, basically. Mm -hmm. Wow. And his, he was credited as Nicolas Coppola. That's right. That's his real name. He's Francis right. Coppola's nephew. Really? He's yeah. Sofia Coppola's cousin. Holy First cousin. Yeah. What's, the, what's wow. the reason for the change to Cage? He didn't want to be like nepotism. Gotcha. People yeah. to know that he was a Coppola. Wow. Yeah, he wanted to like earn it himself. Yeah, he wow. was 17. He lied. Wow. You know where he got Cage? I think it's the Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. He's a huge comics fan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's got like Superman number one. number one, I think. Or he used to have it. He had to sell it because he's got an expensive lifestyle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that castle set him back. He only owns so many castles. Yeah. Bro. He created <laughs> Superman number one for a raven. Hell yeah. You know how much insurance yeah. on a helicopter costs? <laughs> <laughs> kids, aren't, kids aren't making, uh, they're not making national treasures anymore. They, they recast them. <laughs> yeah. They're making like, the Cage one. We'll see. I hope they so. say it. It's rumors. I love those movies. <laughs> great. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are awesome. <laughs> All right. So scene three, Brad is caught masturbating to Linda while her, Stacy, Damone, and Rad are hanging out in the pool. Later that evening, Spicoli is driving with Charles Jefferson's younger brother, and they wreck Charles's car. They scheme to make it look like rival Lincoln High School trashed the car, and it makes Charles single-handedly win the football game. I, I the, think that's my favorite moment when when they the pool scene. They, they, okay. they make it look like Lincoln High did it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's very clever. Like, yeah. Straight face Spicoli, like, watch him do it. <laughs> He's got the beanie on. He's like, yeah, let's see what happens. We, we talked about this with Burt Kreischer. Like, we were talking about this movie, and he said how cool it is to show that Spicoli, Spicoli's hanging out with the Charles Jefferson's younger brother. Yeah. yeah. Like he does not care who he hangs out with. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, that guy likes to smoke weed. Like let's, Oh, he's got a car. He'll let me drive it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Damone wants the, wants the approval and everything of actual Jefferson, but Spicoli just like, no, I just like this. I like his brother. I like his brother. He's yeah. cool, dude. He's, he's going to kill with. us. He's going to shit. <laughs> What's he going to do, man? Just kill us or shit Which one? Us. Then he's going to kill us. <laughs> I can fix it. I can fix it. <laughs> Dad's a TV repairman. Got a righteous set of tools, man. <laughs> I, lo I love the cut where it's like, can you fix it? Yeah. 
I can fix it. Yeah, it's covered in cinder blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Just be glad I have fast reflexes. <laughs> yeah, could have been a lot so worse. <laughs> Who's so, the most oh, good, iconic okay. scene? Yeah, probably of of maybe. Maybe top 10, 80 scenes of all time is, is this Phoebe Cates. Is her getting out of the pool. scene, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's great. But uh, did, did you guys... <laughs> <He's getting one. laughs> Keep it, going. He escaped like that reviewer. It. Best, best pool scene of all time. <laughs> cool. yeah. Dude. I've seen tens of thousands of movies. <laughs> great pool scene. I've even been Are we sure pools? that wasn't like Trump who did that? It's the best pool scene. It's the best it's pool best scene. Pool Greatest it's pool terrific. scene. terrific. Believe me, I know. Everybody I've seen says, a lot of movies. Tens of thousands. Says. Everybody says, but I know. Phoebe Cates, best rack. Best rack. Um, they, so when she, when she walks in on Judge Reinhold, Judge Reinhold actually bought a dildo to like s- simulate, and she didn't know about it. So her reaction is genuine of seeing like I don't know what color dildo, but mm. I'm, I, you cannot get away with that anymore. No, Wild West, baby, Wild West. <laughs> That's right. Well, Tarantino, he has the dildo on set. Do you guys know about that? No. So he has this rule where um, if anyone falls asleep on set, he has a giant purple dildo. It's like two feet tall, and he takes a photo with the person. He puts he puts it on the person. They take a Polaroid photo and they hang it up on the set wall. Oh so my So for the rest gosh. of the entire production of the movie, they put this wall of the actors or crew who fell asleep with a dildo on them, <laughs> and it's up for display. For it's called the Wall of Shame. He does yes. it for every movie. It's like Creed awesome. when he steals oh. the Chinese food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese food. Yes. You dine. You dine so you much. You dine so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> you think the egg rolls are really that big? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that episode. <laughs> oh man, this is tough for Brad too because he just lost his job, just got broken up with his girlfriend, and now the like absolute worst thing that could possibly happen is one of the hottest girls in the world walks in and catches you masturbating to yeah. her. Yeah, oh, it's a tragedy. For it, it's it actually really, a tragedy. Yeah, this is it's tragic. like a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> so oh, we should make dude. a dark cut of a trailer of just Brad. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. Doom. Just, just when he thought life could not get any worse, <laughs> she walked in on a masturbating with a three-inch penis. <laughs> did you, did we you know the three-inch. <laughs> we know. Oh, that. Judge Reinhold. I don't know, man. Don't He's judge tall. Him, man. You know what they say about tall guys? Tall, yeah. <laughs> tall, skinny dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He can play hockey without a stick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. did, did you also hear too that uh, Phoebe Cates, rightfully so, was kind of nervous about the scene and apparently the way the house was set up there was another house that was two stories and could see into the backyard Mm. and she said she kept seeing people up there like looking out and watching and she was super nervous about getting out and being like those people are going to see me naked and the director was like if this goes well, about a hundred million people. Everyone are in, America. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in America. She's like, oh, okay. I Didn't guess think right. about it like that. I guess yeah. this is a movie. Oh. <laughs> it's a movie. It's not weird. A movie. It's pretty awesome too how they said that song is such a perfect choice it's for so that good. too. Yeah. And the sideways water splashing across the screen when mm. she gets out, it, it was done really well. It's like a beer commercial today. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, like a Hardy's commercial. <laughs> and like, and twins. twins. <laughs> it looked beautiful, like the mist and the water and the, and, and the tits. The tits. Oh, yeah. Were cool too. The tits. The tits were great. <laughs> I love how they referenced it in Stranger Things with uh, Robin, right. and she's because she's she uh, or what's his name uh, Harrington yep. tells her like she she definitely likes girls because that VHS is constantly yes. paused. <laughs> at that spot. Yes. So I love the reference in Stranger Things of this movie. And yeah. I didn't moment. even think about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That's yeah, hey, great awesome. point, man. <laughs> I just rewatched that episode. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's great. 
That's how I know. <laughs> this is my ultimate question. Who do you think is a better, more iconic stoner, Spicoli or Slater from Days and Confused? Yeah. Spicoli. Uh, think so? Spicoli. Yeah, Spicoli. Yeah. I mean, he's the reason this movie's great. <sighs> yeah. Slater's great. He's super funny. If you funny. take him out of this, is this not a good movie? It's not I think, the same. I think, I think it's not it the is. same. I think it's okay. I think it's an average teen movie, high school coming of age movie. Okay. I also think about who do I want to hang out with, and I would want to hang out with Spicoli. Yeah. Ah, you're you know? right, man. So, yeah, they, I I was kind of thinking about this today. I think they have a similar line them two, where he's like, "I know that dude," and Slater's like, "Hey man, I know you." <laughs> gym class, second period. Yeah. At the end of the movie, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's a kind of cool parallel." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do wrote, geography together. Before that, was that when he walked in the class and he's like, "Wait, there's not a birthday party for me in here." <laughs> he's got like a bagel in his waistband. <laughs> But that's why, like, Eddie brought up the posters are all Spicoli. Yeah, that's He's right. not even, it has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. It's no. true. Not, nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is this, like, free-roaming, just kind of... Uh, vagabond. Vagabond, yeah. yeah like, a, he's a representation of just, like, the, the chill. Like, he, he kind of comes in and makes these characters... Or, like, what, how we're watching the characters, he makes us kind of level out, too. Like, no matter what's happening, he's just, like, it's kind of all being okay because he's just chill all the time, you know? Yeah. 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 I like that about him a lot. Well, let's move on. So scene four, Stacy grows attracted to Damone. She invites him over and they have sex in the pool house and Damone leaves immediately. Stacy becomes pregnant and wants an abortion, but Damone distances himself from, uh, from rat and tries to fight Damone. Brad is forced to take a new job at captain hook fish and chips, but quits after he is laughed at for his pirate outfit. Do you think Damone's a bad guy? Absolutely. One of the, one of the cons I have with this movie is how we see it in a kind of a positive light at the end during the dance. Oh yeah, we see him like having fun. Like I think that his character should have gone through like more of a punishment in terms of the plot, and he really should have been called out for what he did publicly. Like he was humiliated with the girls writing once, on his and locker. then it was kind of done. But I think like he and he showed himself to be just like a really terrible person by abandoning Stacy in her most desperate time of need that he helped create. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's really fake. He's just full of it. And yeah. he thinks he's so much greater than he really is. But when you yeah. really get to know who Nick, uh, Mike Damone is, he's not that great of a when guy. When the chips are down. He talks himself up. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's a, he's a, he's just a kind of a terrible person. Like, all the stuff that's, that, all the bad stuff that's happening to Judge Reinhold in this, like, I want it to happen to Damone, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, like, I want him to, like, get caught, like, jerking it or something that, and, and people make fun of him, you know? This is one of those points. He's, like, following his, uh, some of his rules. Like, when they get into the, the, uh, yeah. The pool house. He's like, wow, this is great. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a really it's cool place. Just you a got pool it. House, it's like, know. yeah, it's like it's not that cool. But apparently, wherever you go, make it really cool. Yeah. And this is it is really hard. It's really hard to watch. Like, I don't know. It's it's like hard to watch this whole entire from this point on for me between him and Stacy. It's, it's really terrible really, for Stacey. It's really, really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. To abandon a, uh, a girl in that situation is just a horrible thing to do. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, speaking technically wise, in that in that same scene where they're both they're both naked, uh, sh- Amy Eckerling did shoot uh, that actor like waist down and had his dick out because he wanted to be like, well, she's going to do it. Like I should be vulnerable as well. So I thought that was really cool, but they mm. cut it out for some reason. I think it they, was NC seventeen. They recropped it. Yeah. yeah. They just they just kind of cropped his. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, but <laughs> how long the scene? How long the scene, or how long the? He, he looked for it. Let me. Yeah. Tell you. <laughs> it's like crop at three percent, five. He scorched the internet. <laughs> I didn't see where it began. I saw where it ended. So. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the rating system is really difficult. It's better nowadays, where if it's flaccid, you can show it for like a right. couple of frames, but yeah. you can't show an erect penis still. Because Ben Affleck, bringing it up again, our guy, he's, <laughs> you can see it in Gone Girl. 
Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. Look how excited oh, yeah. he got. <laughs> Dude's back in heat. Looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. Legit, legit. <laughs> right, guys? I, 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 was like, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. We'll come back around. Eyes lit up. He's back on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. If you had a VHS of that, it'd been it'd been burned like that. Yeah. You. It's my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> but now we know why. We all knew, man. We all knew. He's six foot four, just giant head, of course. <laughs> Which head? Hell yeah, dude. We're having a good time. I got a question. The best Batman. <laughs> I got a question for you boys. Being twins, uh, is do you hate when a movie has a stereotypical set of twins in it? Yeah, kind They're, of. We're kind of portrayed as being weird. Yes. A freak, it's always like a freak show element yeah, to it. And like, yeah. like something to like, oh, gawk at and make fun of yeah. usually. There are weird twins. Like we went to high school with a pair of twins who were like kind of kept to themselves and never were very social. But we've often been very independent with each other. Yeah. And we went to different schools. We had oftentimes different friends growing up. So not when we were younger, but as we got older, but we, well, I mean, we're pals now. We work together. Right. And we see each other every day. You don't wear the yeah. same outfit. Yeah, we're, we're not like the weird twins that you, <laughs> you might have a misconception. The most realistic about. version of the movie is probably from the movie Twins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's Danny DeVito. I'm all right. Uh, no. I was just saying, who's who? That's his insecurity speaking. Uh oh. <laughs> no, Double Dragon did it right. Double Dragon. Those are sick. They're are twins. They twi- are they twins? They're twins. They're just brothers. Yeah. Never mind. Two brothers. What are, other, what are the twins movies? Double Dragon didn't do much right. Let's. Can we be clear? It's classic. Uh, the, the, <laughs> shining. The, the, the Shining. The Shining. Okay, Shining. Twins The Shining. shining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, stuck on You. That's a stuck great... On you. <laughs> stuck on You. I actually kind of like that movie. Fraternal, but still good. But there aren't really great twin movies, if you think about it. There isn't. But it's always... that. That's more what it is. It's always just a random set of twins for no reason. Like, yeah. why are these two twins at the pirate restaurant, and exactly. why do they have to yeah. be there? Why couldn't it just be a random guy? Speaking of that, my prop, it, I want the pirate hat. God. Oh, nice. I want that pirate hat, and I want to hang it on my wall. I want Jefferson's it. car. Ooh. That's okay, but be before or after? Before. Before. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's a 1979 Camaro Z28. It's a great I said car. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, you can't have it, though. That's oh, our rule. God damn it. Yep. I got it, baby. God damn it. All right. I will take... Here, you guys go first. I'll think what of something. What do you got? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go... Do I go vans? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm hitting a those pair, vans. A pair of his vans? Yeah, well, those vans. The checkered ones? Yeah. The new ones? The ones that yeah. he has, yeah. Oh, man, this is really hard. You could take um, the van. I already know. I got okay. it. <laughs> yeah? Is that what you're doing? No, no, I got another one. Go for it. Linda's bikini top. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, just, just on the wall. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. I'm not, he does not represent my, <laughs> my just ethics. Kidding. Just You're taking kidding. a treasure. It's a treasure. Like, it's, like iconic, it's a prize. It's an iconic moment. It is, a, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, you're right. film props is yeah. what we're, we're oh, trying yeah, to find. Yeah, 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 yeah. Film props. That's yeah. very valuable. I'm not going to lie. Strictly I, business. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I want, I want Spicoli's bagel. Oh, <laughs> after it was in his crotch. Yeah, I want it after because, and I'm just gonna preserve it in like a. I'll get like like one of those baseball like things you keep a baseball. In. <laughs> but it'll yeah, be this, a, this was down down Sean Penn's pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the actual donut that was next to his dong. And fun fact, oh. he actually put it. No, never. Mind. Oh, <laughs> I'm just stop right there. <laughs> Are you sticking with bikini? Yeah, I mean, okay. I already nice. said it. Okay. <laughs> the okay. cancel's done. Yeah. You're canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Wait till, Perfect. Wait till, wait till Twitter hears this. I, I got that out of the way for us. <laughs> so as, a, as somebody who had never seen this movie, I'm, this is a very normal movie to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is coming. Yeah, this is great. When, when the abortion scene does happen, though, that made me just go, whoa. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't feel like... I expected this to happen in this movie. This seems very ahead of its time, especially what we've just gone through in society. Like, doesn't this seem like they 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 
almost predicted this or, or just it was just very ahead of its time? Well, I think a lot of teen movies avoid that because it's, it's so real and it's a real conflict that so many people have dealt with getting pregnant at a young age and what do you do? And it's it's a difficult situation for any young person. So I think I, that's one of the strongest parts of the movie is putting yeah. that into the story. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like, um, you know, uh, good for its time, I guess. I, like, because now it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. Yeah. And I like how they were just kind of so casual about it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like. It was. It wasn't like they, that they made it like a huge deal. You yeah. know, it was just like, well, this happened. Uh, can you help me, like, pay for it? And he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. Obviously, he's a shithead about it. But yeah. it's it, the way they handled it at, as for the story's sake was very just like, yeah, he just she's just going to go get – because it, it's her decision. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's nice. <laughs> I, I wish we could just kind of have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I think a contemporary movie would, like, that would be the entire plot of the movie. That would right. be the main yeah. plot. Yes. But I think it was very subtle and infused it so well and, like, made it so visceral and realistic and relatable. So I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, yeah. good point, yeah. I think is, uh, I think uh, the, the only other movie that kind of does it very well in more of a heartbreaking way, The Last American Version, I don't know if anybody's seen. Never it's, seen it. It's uh, it, it's kind of the same thing where the, uh, she, she gets pregnant from some other guy and the guy that really likes her pays for it. It's just kind of – but it's also handles it in, in this kind of – Almost nonchalant kind of way. Wow. What's the one that it's, Jenny Slate's in? Um, Obvious oh, Child. Obvious Child. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah, that's like a really that good one, one. That's for good. a modern yeah. one. And then another great pregnancy movie is Juno. That's a great pregnancy, right. teen pregnancy movie. But yeah. I like how it's just like, because there's so many parts of teenage growth in life right. that not making it the main focus of the movie is really effective. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just to, <clears throat> I'm not going to side on Damone's side here at all, because that's definitely not, I agree with you guys. But he does, there is a school of thought that he's actually really not that bad of a guy. The first half of the movie, he is legitimately friends with Rat. He's giving him pointers. He's trying to help him out with the girl. He does turn down Stacy a few times. He does kind of have the, uh, I'm not trying to make any moves here. I'm hanging out with you. Then there's that real subtle scene. He is trying to raise the money. Like to, to yeah, she, she yeah. says, I need 75 bucks from you. And he's like making a bunch of frantic calls going, I need some money right now. I need a favor from you. So mm. definitely the, the worst move he could have possibly made was ditching her. But it, it yeah. seemed like he, he just didn't have a, he lived in a weird little apartment too. So he wasn't this cool, tough guy with a bunch of money. Like you thought he was like probably maybe didn't have a dad figure around or something. I, I, I don't know. I think he yeah. may be like uh, uh, Phoebe Cates, character where he pride had never had sex either. Probably. Yeah. I think that's, oh, that's a lot of smoke. Yeah. You know? I think that might be think, his yeah. first time. And when real life happened, he, he ran away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. And this is also the great uh, redeeming moment. Then again, for uh, judge Brad, yeah. Brad, sorry. I, I keep calling him by his thing. <laughs> Well, Judge Reinhold, judge what's Reinhold. his first name? Oh, it's Judge. Oh, it's judge. <laughs> Which I used to think he was an actual judge too. when I saw him in the Santa Claus the first time. Anyways. Uh, talented guy. Talented guy. Great sweaters. Uh, no, he he has this great moment that he sees her run across the street, you know, and he turns around to find out. And he doesn't, he doesn't pursue it. He says, okay. This can just be your secret. Yeah, he doesn't know? judge her at are you all. Gonna, he's like, you're not going to tell me who it is, are you? And he doesn't, he doesn't press it. He doesn't like force his one. Well, I'm, I'm going to be the big brother and go beat this guy up. Yeah. No, you tell me right now. And it's it's not that. And it's like, come on, like let's let's go, let's go home, and you know, get in the car and stuff. And this will just be your secret. Yeah, yeah it wasn't like Hollywood cliche. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's very, very cool. Yeah, very yeah. realistic. That yeah. jersey shirt he's wearing is sick. The Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, right. Can I change so to this? Yeah, yeah. Can I change my? No, no, no. Right. Yeah, it's I'm like changing, a zip up or something. Can't change it, man. Oh, yeah, you're you're locked in. You're locked into locked that bikini, in. and I want that Orioles shirt. <laughs> I got a fucking great car. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so final scene. Another month or two later, Stacy comes around on liking Mark after a biology class field trip. School is coming to an end. Mr. Hand takes some revenge on Spicoli by visiting him at his home on the night of the graduation dance. Brad is working at his new job and stops an armed robber, making Brad a local hero, at least in Spicoli's eyes. I, I, I don't know if it's like the 80s for the time, but when, when they go to that field trip to the morgue, yeah. like why, why learn it in a book when you can just see a fresh corpse, I guess? Crazy. I, just the 80s. I think it was the 80s. I'm pretty sure that really happened. Wild West. Yeah, you can see stuff like that. It was like cadaver body. Yeah. 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 Did you recognize the, the teacher at all? With just the most the crazy unbelievable guy? face you've ever seen in yes. your life? What else is he in? The only thing I knew him from, because his face is so distinct and it's so scary, he was in Ghost. Yes. He was like the, the scary ghost that teaches Patrick Swayze how to how to like manipulate. learn how to manipulate oh. stuff. That's yeah. all that I ever knew him Same. in. He was also a weird a, face. He was also in one of the Pierce Brosnan uh, James Bond movies as a hitman, too. Mm-hmm. Really? As like a doctor. And he, you know, yeah. Ah. And it was like, uh, but it was borderline throwaway like mm. he ends up getting off just by James Bond because it's James Bond mm. so yeah. yeah James Bond one <laughs> spoilers as, as he does as he does <laughs> I mean any 80s movie that doesn't end with a dance I don't know if it's in true 80s movie <laughs> there you like, go man Karate Kid man yeah. not a phone <laughs> in sight am I right guys yeah. not a phone, not a phone in sight, sight. And you, having and a you've good seen time. tens of thousands of movies yeah. I got to <laughs> yeah with, with pools <laughs> did he catch that in the beginning Mr. Hand threatens this to all of his students, he says, "You don't. You are going to want to pay attention to my class, or else you don't want me showing up at your house and oh, yeah. doing a lesson." Oh. And, and he shows up. And Spicoli. You don't so want to awesome. learn world history on your time. Do yeah. You? Yeah, 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 I yeah, lost right, Piccoli's yeah. room with oh, all the nude models on so the wall. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> when he leaves, he goes, "Mr. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hand." I love that. <laughs> no, I love. I love. I like their like kind of final moments together. It's just they, like I said, they have like the arc of the movie to me, and I like their relationship the best. And the fact that he's like, oh, we kind of learn from each other a little bit, yeah. like, and maybe not, but yeah, it's really cool. That mutual respect is yeah. really, really endearing, you know. Um, and again, you could easily paint this as Spicoli saying, "No way, bro, I'm out," and he, you know, <laughs> throws up deuces, and then he's like, "Yeah, take that, Mister Hand, well, stuck he, it to you." But he doesn't. He actually sits there and goes over stuff with them. Yeah, and you could actually yeah. see Mister Hand be like, "Well, fuck Spicoli, I'm not doing any special treatment yeah. for him," and he does. I love him right. trying to explain like the uh, Revolutionary War. <laughs> 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 funny. Jefferson's like, "No, man, you gotta go." <laughs> and it makes sense. Out. Yeah, it's great. He's been Mister Hand sees what we all have are now learning. It's that. Spicoli is the is the guy that just doesn't change. He actually cares. He's actually been paying attention in yeah, class. Yeah, when he has pizza, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Eating some food, learning about history." <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's looking at Mr. Hand, just yeah. taking in everything yeah. he's saying because he's so happy that a pizza's going to chill up. He he's just doing it his own way, but he actually cares. He's not trying to disrupt class. Yeah, and Mr. Hand learns this, and it's like, "All right, fine." Yeah, you know, like you. Dick, you dick. <laughs> Tore up my car. Oh. Yeah, it's nice, but Coley's vindictive, and he's like trying to get at Mr. Hand. It's just yeah. who he is. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everyone in this movie changes their personality at some point in this movie. Like they go from cool guy to not cool guy, or I want to have sex to man, life's hard. Spicoli's the same mm, throughout static, this whole yeah. movie, and and we all should want to be him. We should all just not give a shit. Be ourselves. Do what you want. Be yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. Some tasty waves and a cool buzz. <laughs> cool buzz, man. man. <laughs> you should get a I job, Spicoli. <laughs> Why? What for, man? What for, man? <laughs> what for? <laughs> you're, you're young. You got your health. What in the world would you want with a job? What the the job? Sean Penn's his eyes in this movie are great because he know, looks man. so high in every shot. That's like the performance. His eyes are just like 
it's like he can't even see anything. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you said it earlier. The saddest face I've ever seen on screen is him looking at that pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It is so I feel sad. Like, he's got oh. tears in his eyes. He he yeah. He's betrayed. And also when he rips up his cards, he's got tears in his eyes. Yeah. Like, he's a great actor. He, he <laughs> so Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs> so this convenience store scene, it, did you guys notice there's just like a plate of cookies? Yeah. yeah. A tray of cookies on the counter. What's going on? Maybe that's a thing convenience stores used to do. 80s, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I trust the these, this gas station convenience store cookies. Yeah, yeah exactly. They have to be wrapped yeah, up with yeah, a label on them. <laughs> Complimentary cookie with a pack of cigarettes? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I work for a, a plumbing supply company, and every Friday there's just like a, a box of donuts. I'm like, I'm not touching a single one of those. <laughs> Plumbers come in and just grab their like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shitty hands, pretty yeah, much. Shitty hands. That's what I would think about that plate of cookies. No way. <laughs> well, you got anything else you want to talk about before we give it our modern day ratings? I think I think I'm good. I, I think cool. it's an like 80s classic. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't seen it, check it out. You all have time. To. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. We have dissected this whole movie with a modern eye. We've stripped away all nostalgia. We got to give it a modern day rating on a one to ten scale. AJ, what you got, man? I love how this movie does kind of tie up with the fact that they do little blurbs about each kind of person. Yeah, I love but that. But they none of them actually mean much of anything. It like and so it is again there's not much that happens in this movie in the grand scheme of thing, but again like a great hangout movie is everything happens for these for these people that we're watching. And so um rewatching it and like getting getting through the movie and uh, it's such a unique thing to put that much drama at a two-thirds point of a movie with with her going through that uh, abortion, and then having and then and then moving on. And I think it's a very it's I don't think you make I don't think they can get away with that kind of stuff like doing it this way anymore. So I never got bored. I really enjoyed it. I laughed, and it was very emotional for me at certain points. And I really enjoyed it, man. I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this an eight point one. 8.1, Sean, what about you, man? Yeah, I agree with pretty much every single thing you said. Uh, I think Sean Penn is on another level in this and has just kind of uh, risen in everything that he's been in. Um, I think it's excellently directed. Amy Heckerling directs a hell of a movie and uh, off of a Cameron Crowe script that's fucking solid as hell. Um, everything's well acted. It's well put together. You're right. I'm never bored. and It's just a classic. I'm going to go... I'm going to say I'm a 7.8. 7.8 for Sean. For me, I, I've told you this before, inject teen high school movies into my veins. Like, I don't know. I liked high school, and it makes me feel cool to, like, go. Not, it doesn't make me feel cool. Make, I like the feeling of going back and visiting different eras of high school. Days of Confused is one of my favorite movies ever, and this does a good job of taking that. There's not the stereotypes necessarily that Breakfast Club gives you. It's like... People are just kind of themselves, and they're still figuring themselves out. I, I thought it was awesome. It was cool to watch it with a fresh eye. I'm very surprised that I had not seen it before because I do love it. So um, it's not as good as Days Confused um, but or, or Breakfast Club, in my opinion, but it's better than like American Pie and all that stuff. So as far as the movies we've done, I'm a 7.55. James, what do you got, man? I uh, I just hope that Sean Penn got good back surgery for carrying the hell out of this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> without it, it's the major crutch of this movie. It's I great. Right. I love this movie. Yeah. But the more times I watch it, especially at yeah. an older age, I'm like, without Spicoli, this movie is just like a C at best. Mm. But um, sure. I think because of Spicoli and the characters, the rest of them, they're really relatable. And it's iconic moments in this movie that like live on in film history forever. And I just feel so youthful when I watch it. I feel like I'm in high school again. So I'm giving it a 7.5. Nice. Wow. Yeah, 
us. Anthony, what you got, man? I'm going to give it a, a 7.7. I think it's incredibly re- rewatchable, very relatable as a young person. Um, I don't think it's completely aged 100%, as I think I liked it more when I was younger, but I still think it's a, a great movie to watch, and I'm happy to watch it anytime it's on. So 7.7 for me. Uh, Bud Larson, our executive producer, who had also never seen this, said, how have I never seen this movie? Movie starts out at a local mall. It brought back, brought back a lot of childhood memories with the mall scene, from hanging out in the food court to playing games in the arcade. I recognize Rat from the Police Academy movies. I don't know if you guys recognize that. I didn't get the reference to sniffing the paper in history class. I'm not that old. As the movie went on, it reminded me of the last movie I reviewed, American Pie. I guess no matter what decade they're in, high school teens are thinking of nothing else but sex. So let me get this straight. The point is a dugout at a local baseball field. (laughs) Also, what is up with all the writing on the walls and mirrors in the bathrooms? Was that popular in the 80s? That said, my favorite is the bathroom mirror that Brad is cleaning. It read, Big Hairy Pussy. Who calls anyone that? (laughs) Great thinking by Spigoli to spray paint the wrecked Camaro to get Jefferson pumped up for the football game. As the movie goes on, Stacy sleeps around again and this time gets pregnant and gets an abortion. That topic to me seems ahead of its time. I thought this was a good high school movie that covers all the bases. Drugs, sex, high school jobs, hanging out with friends. I enjoy the endings of movie that include what the future is for the character. Most punchable face is Damone. He's out for himself, and when things go bad, he hides like a little bitch. <laughs> My prop would be Spicoli's VW van. My modern-day rating would be a 6.25. All right. So that is a 7.48 for us in all the movies that we have done so far. That takes us to... Just below Tommy Boy and the Mighty Ducks, just above Santa Claus, Hocus Pocus, and Top Gun. <laughs> okay. What's the, what's the number one? Uh, our number one highest rating is Days and Confused, 9.5, nine oh, nice. 9. followed wow. by Breakfast Club, 9.2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, when you compare us to Days and Confused, Days and Confused is just like so special. It really feels like it's like you're watching real kids just partying on one yeah, day. It's you feel really like you're hanging out with them every time yeah, you watch it. Yeah, it feels like a real, like, community and culture. Yeah. The talent in both movies is crazy. We have three Oscar winners in this, plus Jennifer Jason Lee was nominated for an Oscar right. for Hateful Eight, and plus oh, yeah. uh, Days Confused has a ton of Oscars. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Ben's in that. I will say, in Days, <laughs> Days Confused, the lead, the kid, when he always pinches yes. his nose. Oh, Wiley oh, Wiggins. God. He just, like, shakes his head. We got a drinking game, man. Drinking nose. game right there, man. Oh, my God. Drives me nuts. That's acting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's concerned. And he's oh, sad. man. Uh, be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed the episode, everybody. Thanks for being here. Tune in next Wednesday for our 100th episode. Whoa, an guys. episode that will be recorded in front of a sold-out live studio Woo. audience. We're doing Roadhouse. Amazing. In front of an audience. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. We did Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, you got it. That ended up being number three on our our list. 9.16. Best sequel ever. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it's up, maybe. It's yeah, up there. One Probably, right? Yeah, it's up there. Paddington 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> well, hey, before we get out of here, uh, remind everybody about uh, the podcast and how they can find you. Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Find us on all audio streaming platforms on YouTube as well. TikTok, Instagram, Raiders of the Lost Podcast. You'll find us Raiders of the Raiders Lost Pod on Twitter and Letterboxd. Nice. Okay. AJ? There we go. How do we get out? How do we get out? Uh, we get out. You guys look for Confused Breakfast anywhere. You know where to find us. Look for uh, look for Raiders first and foremost b- before turning this off. And then come find us at Confused Breakfast. Thanks, guys. Anywhere. And uh, ConfusedBreakfast.com uh, for all the relevant links.
Confusedbreakfast.com. Uh, our new spiffy new website is, is up, uh, and you can get some merch there too. You get some uh, uh, Confused Breakfast shirts, uh, some of our sayings like "Damn, dang it!" Some coffee mugs. Just go there and get some stuff from yep. us. Yep, you can also check Patreon.com/slash/ConfusedBreakfast. We got all the tiers. You can vote on upcoming movies. You can uh, join the private Discord. Uh, listen to our bonus audio every week. It's a beautiful thing. These guys yeah. got a Patreon as well. That's yes, right. absolutely. Dot com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. The Lost Full podcast. name. Oh, yeah. Last Raiders. question: Have you done? On Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, we did an Indiana Jones episode. Okay, cool. yeah, we like did the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. one of the reasons why we had to kind of rebrand. People thought we were only an Indiana Jones <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we had the font and everything, and then we modernized the font and changed the logo, and yeah. we had to. Yeah, yeah re- I can see that. It. On one hand, yeah. like I think you do have one of the best names out there for yeah, a movie yeah, podcast. Yeah. On the other, it's like, oh, so they just do Indiana Jones yeah. <laughs> for a hundred episodes. Five hundred <laughs> episodes of Indiana. That's a lot. <laughs> How do they do that? <laughs> Thank we you guys really so much. Like it. Thank you guys so much for having us here and. Uh, coming on the show. It's yeah, a lot of fun. So cool. Thank it's you guys having so much. Guys in the studio. Thank yeah, we'll get you back to the airport so you guys can fly back to California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. The set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Later. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.